Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of M's Gems. I am like looking forward to supporting you. <laughs> so anything that you guys need, please put it in the comments, anything you want me to touch on. So if there's anything I can support you with, like give you the gems on, let me know I am here. And yeah, so excited. I launched my Facebook workout program. It's going great. Oh, let's go, Ashley. Tell me more about it. That sounds amazing. Oh, someone just DM me that they signed up for the membership. So celebrating that, that it's live in real time. Celebrating that. Yes, so making workout programs each month. Ooh, workout programs each month, charging a monthly fee of $23. That's awesome. You know, I think the key with memberships is it's like, Ashley, what I would really, really recommend is that you just really think about like building it scalable from the beginning. So meaning like if there were 200 people in there right now, like, would this be able to consistently run? Like, are you just making one workout program for everyone who's in there, right? So then obviously, the number of people doesn't really matter, right? So I just want people to make sure of that when they're creating any offers that they're making sure that it is something that is scalable from the beginning. Okay, Ashley said any tips you have regarding a private Facebook group? So I'm guessing this is for your membership. So I'm just going to give you some tips on like how we keep everything together with the empire. So we have this huge spreadsheet first and foremost of every single person that's joined. So we have like different tabs in the spreadsheet. So if someone joined the option one, which is like masterclass only membership, all those people are in that sheet. And then each month, that is in the year, right, is each column. And then we keep track of like, okay, this is the six months people is in one color, the people that committed to 12 months are in another color. And then like, when is their end date, basically, and then we like, fill in each column as the person pays if they're on a payment plan, we fill the entire thing if they've paid in full. And then there's a second tab of this spreadsheet for people that get the group programs and masterclasses. And then the third one is obviously people who have the upgrade that comes with a day of Voxer every week with me. So it's private. So right, like when people join, they have to submit their email for us to know that they're actually in the membership. Because yeah, believe it or not, I do get random people trying to join my private Facebook groups. Maybe they just find it in like a search on Facebook, and they're not really sure what it is. But it's just to regulate it. And then that private Facebook group is not for additional coaching. So because you guys who are in the membership are getting access to you know, my group programs, masterclasses, things like that. Like, you know, obviously the people that choose the group program option as well, like you are able to get coaching from me at the end of each training that I do inside of a group program. Like that's always the format. So I always just encourage people like because you have access to the group programs, like if you want your questions answered, try to join those trainings because the Facebook group itself is not for additional coaching. So it's very, very clearly communicated when someone signs up that that's not a thing. So I don't know if you have any specific questions about like the Facebook group, but that's how we kind of keep everything or we do keep everything in check. Yes, I'm making it for everyone. I make modifications for every workout so that any level can do it. That's amazing. Look at you, Ashley moving it. Okay. 
Yes, I am trying to get more organized. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I suggest that. If it's just one option for the membership, like there's not different options like the Empire, then it's obviously a lot less complicated. But yeah, like maybe offering like if you haven't already like a six or 12 month commitment, you know, rather than like just one option. And then maybe adding on things like nutrition and workouts, right? Like as a second option of the membership, or maybe there is a VIP upgrade, like you just got to really think like what's going to be something that you're going to look forward to fulfill on right that isn't going to take up too much of your time and between the pricing and what this person is getting you are already over delivering okay so asnan said how to not feel triggered by money conversations people are having and their success and them wanting more and not thinking they are greedy and them selling all the time so my whole thing about that is like this is just me saying this with so much love is that whenever we're triggered by somebody who's really in their power and is really owning how much money they make is really owning the offers that are we are creating a trigger itself is always usually an invitation to what we have yet to step into ourselves or we are afraid to own maybe what this person is owning we are not at a place where this person is, right? So we are triggered by them because it's creating a lot of self-doubt and insecurity within ourselves. And I just think that I don't make this wrong or bad. Like when I used to go through this in the beginning stages of my business, you know, and asking myself, like, am I ever going to get there? Like, you know, this person is selling all the time. I was irritated by the fact that someone was selling all the time because I wasn't able to sell all the time because I was still working through the confidence to sell all the time. But I think that like any projections we make onto other people are usually the projections we're making onto ourselves. So if we're thinking that this other person is greedy, it might be because we honestly believe if we start selling more that we are going to look greedy or we are going to come off as greedy. And it's like, honestly, I just started to look at, you know, okay, so that is my responsibility to clean this up. And like, the reason why I'm so triggered by it is because like, I actually want to be able to do that. So like, I get to take responsibility for that. So what is the resistance I'm feeling with doing the things that this person is doing? What beliefs do I still hold on to that tell me that I can't do this? And like a way to get rid of a belief is to consistently move in opposition of that belief, right? So if you believe you're going to come off greedy selling all the time, try selling more, right? Because at the end of the day, like our offerings are helping other people change their life, right? Like it's not like we are just chilling and collecting money and like not serving this person. So I think it's just like removing or working through any insecurity you have that maybe your offer isn't helping people. So like, of course, it looks like you're just asking for money from people. But if it's like, if you truly believe that your offer was going to impact a lot of people, people in their life, right, and it was going to leave a ripple effect, you wouldn't feel that way. So how do you release the energy of wanting it now? I see programs I want to invest in, yours and stuff, launching, and I'm not able to invest and it frustrates me. So yeah, I mean, I was at this place probably in 2017, where I just really felt like, yeah, like I was just like really, really frustrated that I could not invest. So I was investing my time into free trainings, into very, very low ticket trainings, right? Like anything that I could plug into, 
I was plugging into. I was investing time and listening to podcasts. I was investing time, like an, an investment of time doesn't mean it's not an investment. And I was going live about this the other day, but I think there's too much hierarchy with like what investing has to look like because there's too many coaches that are just praising the people that are paying them tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. And there's not enough discussion around like, okay, and if you're not in a place to do that, like what does investing look like for you right now? So I knew Aston, and I knew that me investing my time was going to eventually turn into me investing money, right? So what happened was it's not like I got to a position where I all of a sudden had more money just because I invested more time into like low ticket trainings, free trainings, whatever. But every single thing that I invested time in, even if it was free, I acted like it was paid. And then when it came time to make my first investment, it was my first business coach. He was 5K, painful only. When that time came, I invested in becoming resourceful. So what happened was I literally just told this story last night, I think two nights ago, but it was 4th of July weekend. I literally gave this business coach all the rest of the money that was in my account. No lie. Like I wanted to create a scenario for myself that like there was no, no back door. And I think I had a little over 2000 left in one of my accounts and I sent it to them as like my deposit. And I said, I'm going to pay the rest by tomorrow like hell or high water, I'm going to make this happen. And that weekend, I'm from like the Jersey Shore, basically, like my parents still live here. You can't hear it in my accent. And I'm still visiting them from the holidays I leave like next week. And so it was this house. And my ex and I, we were both entering the program, like he wanted to start his own fitness coaching business, I wanted to start mine. And this business coach was specifically helping fitness coaches. So we were supposed to come see my parents for the 4th of July that weekend anyway. And I remember right after that sales call with the business coach, I called my mom and she knew that I like wanted to pursue this. Like it wasn't anything new. She had seen me post like my fitness journey on my Instagram, my food, my workouts, all the things. And I told her, I was like, this is what just happened. This is what I'm doing. So yeah, like remember all those pageants that I did and dance recitals and graduations and things like that? Like, was there any money that I received from gifts? Or like, do you think I should take out like a loan from the bank? Like, what should I do? What do you recommend? Right? Because my mom, and parents in general were always really good with like investing and money and smart with their money. And so I asked her that and she said, you know what? I'm pretty sure that you still have savings bonds that were gifted to you from when you were a baby. Like, so this is like 1993 and you know, I'm calling her in 2017. And so she said, they're in the attic. I don't remember how much is there or like how much it adds up to, but I can check for you. And then when you come this weekend, we can look at it and see if you could use some of that money towards this investment. And I was like, sick. So in that moment, though, if she had said, figure it out, like you don't have anything from when you were a kid, there's no money here, I wasn't going to stop at the first no, is what I'm saying. So I was investing in becoming this woman on a mission, like you cannot stop me when it comes to making this happen. Because I resonated so much with the program, I was resonating with the coach at the time, and I just was a woman on a mission to make it happen. So I would have 
in-person personal trained until I could enter the program. I would have taken out a loan from my bank. I would have done anything, right? Like I would have figured out maybe how to sign a couple clients and then would have paid for it the rest like that way. But the point is, is that I didn't stop. I wouldn't have stopped if, you know, my mom was like, you know, you don't have anything from when you were a kid. There's no savings bonds, whatever. So that weekend, I walk into the house with my ex. My mom had already like gone up in the attic and looked at where these bonds were. And they were spread out on the table and they added up perfectly to 5k. And so why I believe that situation manifested itself is because of what my energy was, which was like, I am making this happen no matter what. I am certain that this is going to happen. Like, this is my dream. I am doing this. Like, there was so much certainty in my body that this was going to happen. Like, I was emitting an energy of like, there is no back door. I'm doing this. And so, yeah, like all that to say, I didn't let the moments leading up to that or me figuring it out as frustration or bad or wrong or I should be in a place to invest. I just looked at it as like, am I doing everything within my power in the meantime to invest the time, to treat even these free masterclasses like they are paid, to invest in what I can with what I have? Yes, right? Am I staying consistent with posting content, selling on stories, like, you know, finishing my offer behind the scenes, like making sure that that's done by a certain time, like not letting that go on forever, like, Am I listening to like Jordan Belfort and Grant Cardone, like when I'm on walks and learning about sales? Yes, right? Like I was doing all of those things, podcasts, like YouTube videos. I was like Googling, like, okay, how do you make your Instagram stories look better? Like these were the things I was doing that didn't cost me anything, right? And then it's like it made like the anticipation and the excitement for when I had an opportunity to work with someone holy shit, when I finally had a coach, I had been wanting, waiting, like, you know, working towards that for so long, that when I got on that first call, when I was in that program, I gave it everything I got. Like, I was so excited to be there. I was so grateful to be there. So it changes the experience. If I had had all the money in the world, you know, before I had signed up for the program, maybe I wouldn't have treated it like I did then, you know, so I think that like, there's so much benefit to where you're at right now right? Because when that time finally does come, you're going to feel so grateful. You're going to show up 120% for it. And I've even seen this with some clients where they've shared the same things with me like a couple months ago. And then from doing what they can in the meantime, now they're in like one of my mini masterminds. And it's like just so beautiful to see that transformation happen. And that didn't come with them stewing in the frustration and getting down on themselves about where they were. It came from them continuing to look forward and doing the best that they can with what they had. Okay. How being more excited about your life, business and clients helps. How can you start becoming more excited when you don't have much? What's your money date? Okay. So this is about defining wealth and abundance in a different definition than just having clients and having money. So this was such like a mind blowing moment for me is when I really started to realize how much money fluctuates, comes and goes. Like the definition of circulation is really like money coming in and money coming out, right? Like money truly circulating. Now that doesn't mean that you can't have more than enough. You can't have more money than you know what to do with. Like that is a thing. 
But I don't define just wealth and abundance by money alone because then we're giving money all of the credit, right? Abundance to me and wealth is a feeling. It's a feeling of like when I wake up in the morning and I go and get pancake out of like her crate or playpen or wherever she is, right? And she's like licking my face and then I'm playing with her for an hour and like then I'm able to like talk a little bit with my mom. I'm able to get like a cup of coffee or go to the gym and move my body and like move energy and go outside and like experience like nature and the beach and like whatever, like in when I'm in Austin, like be able to walk out on my porch and like see the view of Austin. Even when I was living in a shithole apartment in San Diego, like when you know, back in like 2019, because I went through a breakup, my expenses doubled overnight. Like my idea of abundance was going on walks and looking at the palm trees, because I had dreamed of living in California since I was 13. Like it was just little things of like, I have so much to appreciate. I have so much gratitude for what's around me. I have people in my life that fully love me unconditionally and support me. I have experienced so much at a young age. Like I went to New York for fashion school. Like I started to think of things that had nothing to do with how much money I currently had, how many clients I currently had. And when you start to look at it like that, like every time a notification comes through, I'm grateful for that. Every time someone comments on my posts, I'm so grateful for that. Every time someone replies to my stories, someone even just asks for details for something, someone likes my stories. When you start counting all of the sale and non-sale things that are happening in your life, that you have in your life, that are happening in your business, you never run out of things to celebrate and to be grateful for. It's when you start measuring what's not enough or what's not good enough because maybe you just scrolled past a coach on Instagram that says they just had a $100,000 month. Like if I had a feeling, it's because they are doing this. Like the people that absolutely crush it online, and this is truly when I started to see my income change a lot and how hot my audience was and everything is when I stopped giving money and clients all the power. Meaning... It's not that I'm not appreciative of all of that. I am, but honestly, since day one, money does not motivate me. Since I started my business in 2018, I literally have one, no, two designer handbags and one was a gift. <laughs> and it's just like, because I, I mean, I sold my car a year and a half ago because I live in downtown Austin. Like Things don't mean that much to me. Experiences do. Like, Pancake to me is an experience. Like, she is a part of my family now. Like, she's, like, literally my daughter. Like, I value things differently. And so I'm not looking at what I have. I'm not looking, like, even, like, the money in my bank account. Like, if I can pay my team, if I can pay my mentor, if I can pay my fitness coach, if I can pay my rent and, like, whatever, I'm good. Like, I literally don't online shop. I don't. And this isn't to say that if you are that person, you can't treat yourself. I certainly treat myself with other things, right? Like, getting my nails done every month. Like, I do get my hair done. Like I do little things like that. But as far as like trying to look wealthy or trying to look rich, like those things never matter to me. And so and whenever I would get caught up in how much money I was making or how many clients I had, whenever I would get caught up in that and I just realized like, wait a second though, like this is what I have. These are the people in my life. Like this is what's 
happening every day. This is how my body feels. This is the health that I'm in. These are the kind of relationships I have. This is the better relationship I have with my family. Like these are all the experiences I've had this year. These are the friends that I have. Like you never literally run out of things to feel grateful for. And abundance starts to be defined in a different way. So that's what I would say. My money date includes, what I do is I go through all of my bank statements, so personal, business, I look at my investment accounts and I see, because there's a taxable investment account, so I just check like where it is at, at the moment. I will move money around, like if I'm making a big investment, if I'm paying stuff ahead of time, if I'm, I don't know, like sometimes, you know, it depends on the month, it depends what I'm doing, it depends what's going on. Um, but very rarely do I have to move money because everything that's deposited in my investment accounts, everything that goes towards taxes is just automatically auto drafted from accounts. And then other things I do is sometimes my financial planner, depending on like projects or things he wants me to get started on or start planning for the future, he might give me something to do before our next call. So like sometimes I will do that then if it makes sense with the timing of it. But it's really just once a month. It's a reoccurring event in my calendar. Sometimes it just has to get moved to like the following week. Like I'm not like crazy strict about it. But things I do every day is I check my bank accounts every day. That's for me to always remain like neutral and, you know, like not attached, not emotionally charged by like what's in my bank account to get comfortable with money going out and money coming in, right? Because we're so comfortable when a lot of money's there. But I think there's truly power with learning how to hold like money going out, especially as your business grows. It's going to happen because you're going to invest more in mentorship. You're going to put more money towards the business and growing it and hiring team and all that. So it's really just walking my talk when I do that. And obviously making sure that if I am making an investment or something that comes before or after my money date, that like it's coming from the right account or whatever. My team checks my payment processors that I use for like my programs to make sure like if there's a defaulted payment, they handle all customer service. So they will reach out directly to the person and handle that. That's not something that I do anymore. But yeah, that is that. Okay, Ashley said, thank you. Yeah, I'm hoping to add on more as I go. I've actually had a lot reach out about my one-on-one from this group, trying to not give too much away in the group. Boundaries will be established this year. Establish them today, girlfriend, because if you don't, I mean, it's kind of this logical thing though, but like, why would anyone ever want to upgrade to one-on-one if you're breaking boundaries and giving them too much support in this membership? And like, it's not really giving those people a clear difference of like, oh, this is what you get in the membership. This is what you get in one-on-one. If you're breaking your boundaries in the membership, they're going to be like, well, why would I upgrade to her one-on-one if like, she's going to just support me in here? Something to think about. Okay. Kathy said, I currently don't have any interested people in my one-on-one. I'm promoting it every day and holding the space between the sales like you taught me. Do you recommend for me to reach out to previous clients to see where they're at in business to see what I can recommend for them? So Kathy, like this is kind of like the way that I talk about my rolling mastermind or my one-on-one. It has nothing to do with how many people reach out to me. I actually get a lot more people reach out to me when I don't talk about it. 
which is really funny. But like, I would say it's kind of a balance now. Like, you know, the other day in my stories, I talked about my one on one and ways to work with me at a high level in 2023. So I mentioned like my mini mind, my rolling mastermind and one on one and just said DM me for details. And I had like two people right away hop on one on one. But like that's that always isn't the case. So this is something like I recommend you don't talk about every day because it doesn't go away. Right? Like, so obviously, if you start filling spots, that's when you need to communicate to your audience, like, you know, I do have one more spot left for this month or whatever. So with something that doesn't go away, like my rolling mastermind, for instance, or the empire, you don't see me talk about that every day. But there's highlights about it. And I still bring energy to them a couple times a week. But it doesn't make sense for something that doesn't go away unless it is filling up for me to talk about it every day. So in this instance, I've talked to you before about follow up. I know that I've mentioned I think on one of the M's gems this. But here's my whole thing on follow up and checking up on clients and seeing where there's that. If this client, Kathy, or people that are coming to your mind when you're asking this question, if there's people who have said to you, you know, like, I am really thinking about working with you sometime in February, or I'm going to circle back in March, or, you know, like they've expressed to you specifics around like either the program they're interested in, the one-on-one package that they would want to do in the future, or whatever. Like, The thing is, though, Kathy, since it doesn't go away, unless like you do have a limited amount of spots, which for one on one, I don't think you ever do, though, because like, when I say three spots left, I mean, for this month currently. So like, if someone DM'd me after I filled up those three spots for January, they would just start later. So they would start in February when I know like one of my current one-on-ones is finishing up or March or whatever. So there's like not urgency and I would never want there to be urgency with one-on-one because it is ongoing. It's long-term. These shorter term packages that I have, like it's still like they're getting a lot of my energy and my time. So I would never want there to be urgency for someone to sign up because it has to be a good fit for me right? And this has always been the case. This was before I signed any one-on-one clients. Like I decided I was not going to sign people who were not a fit just to make the sale. So I would say for you is like, yes, you can talk about it a lot. I'm not saying all of a sudden don't talk about it. I'm saying that like you don't have to talk about it every single day, right? And it's kind of giving the impression to your audience like that you need clients, right? Because it doesn't really make sense with what the offer is. You know what I mean? Because if you didn't need clients, you were in conversation with people and it's not to come off a certain way or care about other people think, but it's like you also like to really believe and embody that you're a high in demand coach, not waiting for the evidence that you're high in demand, like believing first that you're high in demand. If you believe that, you wouldn't be talking about it every day, right? So it's like, that's kind of the mindset I've always had with it. This is a luxe experience when someone hires me one-on-one. Like you are plugging into my life, but I'm getting to know your business and who you are as a human and all the things inside and out. So if it is a conversation that you've had with a previous client, with anyone, so not even just like you've worked with them before, if there's anyone who has mentioned specifics like, I want to work with you in March. I want to work with you in February. I don't know if I finished that before. I think I went off into kind of a tangent after that. 
But when you circle back with that person and say like, hey, you know, I am opening up spots again in January. I know that you and I have talked about working one-on-one together. So let me know if you're interested in hearing more details. Like that is literally as far as I would go. I wouldn't try to like ask them questions like, where are things at with your business right now? Like, how's everything going? Because it's very like, they're probably like, holy shit. Like, okay, like I will let you know, right? That's kind of how people get if they haven't made the first move first, right? And even if they have, I don't come at people like that. So it's like less of following up and circling back. It's more of like continuing the conversation that they already started themselves. So they started the conversation of working with you in the future, working with you again, by saying maybe in the past, you know, I'm really thinking about going into one-on-one with you in the future. So then all you're doing, if you were just talking about one-on-one in your stories, you can either send them your Instagram story and say like, hey, I know you had mentioned this before in the past. Like, let me know if you still wanted to discuss like working together one-on-one. That's what I would say. Ashley, yes, literally doing this for the reasons that bring me joy and my client's joy is so much more than materialistic things. So I had a question for pricing. I was doing $23 a month. So if I did one year, could be pay in full $250, six months, $130. Let me just see that math-wise. 23 times 12 adds up to 276. Yeah, like I think 230 up front is, I would do $230 pay in full or $23 a month for the year. And then I would do the six months. I would have that be 125 pay in full. And then I would have the payment plan be $28 a month. That's how I would do it. It sounds great. I'm so glad that you got it started. That's amazing. Okay. So anything I just gave feedback on, anything you need more clarification on, let me know. These are so much fun. It's really fun because Kathy, I know she's in my mini mastermind right now. And with Voxer, I offer Voxer Monday through Thursday with most of my offers. Sometimes it's like, it depends on the container. Like sometimes it's just once a week that people get my support in Voxer. But regardless, I take off on Fridays. And Kathy gets the best of both. Like she's able to do Voxer all week with me and then she's able to plug in on Friday and ask me questions, which is really cool. So I'm glad that I can support you guys. This has been so fun. I can't wait to up the ante in 2023 with, yeah, there's a lot that's gonna be happening. I'm gonna be redoing the office space. So there's gonna be like glam, pink vibes, all the things that are so on brand. Okay. So many exciting things are happening in my world, guys, like between the memberships, between the mini mind, between a group program I've literally never done in this format before, things are really turning up over here. There's mastermind people reaching out, there's one-on-one people reaching out, and new people, repeat people, like so many amazing things are happening already in 2023. So I am so, so excited. I'm excited for you guys. So make sure to tune in next week. I love you guys and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.